How to avoid being asleep at the switch to supersize and grow your business. Sharon Hornells from here and our idiom today is asleep at the switch. This of course comes from the railroad industry. Mid 1800s when railroads were really popular, one of the most important jobs on the railroad line was the switch. Making the switch from one track to the next. And if the railroad operator happened to fall asleep waiting for the train to come or at the switch, an accident or a crash or a derailment could happen. People and goods could be damaged if not killed. So it was a, a very important job, probably the most important job besides the railroad, the engineer was the switch operator, making sure that the train switched from track to track, from place to place on time and safely. It had to be done at the exact right moment or there could be an accident or a crash. Later on, that of course was transferred to any type of situation where somebody is not alert. They're not doing their job. They are uh, make a mistake, even just making a mistake or not responding or reacting quickly enough could be considered being asleep at the switch. Another closely related saying that I've heard more often in my lifetime is asleep at the wheel when you're again, driving, not attending to your driving, not attending to what you're doing. Have you ever driven someplace, maybe to work or to home? You've You've left home, you remember leaving home, and all of a sudden you're at work and you have no actual conscious recollection of the entire drive. You know you stopped at stoplights, you know you got on and off the highway safely, you know you got there safely because you've arrived and you're in one piece, but you have no actual memory of the drive itself. Guilty. I've worked most of the places I worked in corporate America were like for three to five year stints. And so you tend to be driving the same path every single day, you know, at least five days a week, sometimes more. And you just become autopilot. You start doing things in autopilot on a, a subconscious level and not being consciously aware of this. Some things that works out great for some habits and things we want to be able to do on a subconscious level. But a lot of things, not so much. We want to pay attention. We want to be present. So how do you make sure that not only you, but the people that work in your organization are all there and accounted for, they're present, they're attentive, they care about the quality of the work that they're producing, they care about the things that they're doing. How do you do that? Number one, you make sure that you have a good match for what people are doing, what activities and what tasks in your organization, including you. We tend to forget <clears throat> especially as we're building our businesses from the beginning and in the beginning stages, we tend to do everything ourselves. We try to do as many things as we possibly can. And some of us have the philosophy, hey, if I wouldn't do it myself, I'm not willing to ask someone else to do that as well. And so in the beginning or when things are new or even when things are growing, we'll hop in and pop in and help out wherever we can. Doesn't mean we're the ones that should be doing it. A lot of things that I've done in my career and my life are things that I absolutely positively am not really absolutely very good at. Some of them I'm totally inept at. Uh, you know, cleaning certain things and organizing certain things, not my forte. But we want to make sure we match ourselves and everyone else in the organization to the best of our ability with the jobs and the, and the responsibilities and the things that we're asking them to do. And we need to make sure we train people. I say hire for characteristics, train skills and processes to people because anybody can learn how to do anything that they want to learn how to do. Make sure that we're training people, sharing clearly our expectations. What is expected of each person in each role and in each job and task in the organization. We don't need to tell them every detail of what to do. That's micromanaging, but we do need to clearly state 
what the what the goal and the expectation is so that everybody's on the same page. We want to reduce distractions for ourselves and for others in our organization, in our jobs, in any ways that we can. We want to take unnecessary tasks and effort off people's plates and make sure they're being as efficient as they possibly can. We need to find ways to increase attention, I mean, keeping people in the present moment, um, both from our ourselves, our customers, and our employee standpoint. We can do this in a lot of different ways. Some people break things down into chunks and they do chunking one thing a day. There's all different strategies and ways to manage our time and our activities. But if we can find some ways to increase attention, that helps as well. We need to really care about the people that we serve. We really need to care about the people that are a part of our organization. We need to really care and choose to have great outcomes for those people. We have to choose to want to help people and make their lives better and make our business better. Um, we have to make sure that we're not just going through the motions and sleeping through different aspects of our business and our life. And if, if I catch myself drifting and I'm not present and paying attention in activity, I know that it's time for me to delegate or offload or hire someone to do that particular task in my business. I think about early on, one of the first things I always offload when I'm starting a new business is the accounting and the day-to-day <clears throat> -day tracking aspects of the business. I'm really, really good at those things, but I get bored and I get in a routine easily where I'm not paying attention and I don't want to be ever doing tasks where I am not fully engaged. So I want to make sure then that I offload that and I have somebody else that I hire to do those particular tasks and functions. Are they important so we can look at our metrics and we can look at our key performance indicators and we know what's going on? Yes, but it's not important that I physically be the one that does that. <clears throat> so in order to not be asleep at the switch, because I think we should be paying attention to our lives, train people, pay attention, care about them, have clear expectations, make sure you match people to the job. If it's something that you can't stay focused and attentive on, find someone that can, because one person's trash is another person's treasure. I always think of this when I think of the things that I love to do, other people hate to do. The things other people hate to do, I absolutely love to do. So it's more like a matchmaking game than it is uh, I have to do this because there's no one else to do it game. Love to know your experience with this particular idiom or expression, asleep at the wheel. Can you relate to anything of, of I'm saying about, you know, actually sleeping through our lives? I think I actually didn't sleep, but I don't remember big chunks, like decades of my life. When I was busy running through my life, raising kids, uh, running different businesses and working in corporate America all simultaneously and dealing with health challenges. Boom. I, I daily remember you know, bits and pieces of those times, but I know that I wasn't focused. I wasn't present and I was definitely sleeping through the majority of those years. So I want to warn you to not do that because our lives are worth remembering. Our lives are worth living and our businesses are worth creating in ways that everyone gets to experience that as well. Sit, go out, have an awesome day. I'll be with you tomorrow with another interesting idiom. What does it mean? Where does it come from? And how might you use it to supersize and grow your business right now? Take care.